bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics 2020 Voting Special! <laughs> I'm Julie! <laughs> I'm Julie! I'm not gonna try and go high, and I'm Brandy. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Happy coronavirus voting, meow. Happy coronavirus voting. We are officially one motherfucking week away from election night. The night we have all been waiting for for four years God. is seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven eight, nine, ten. Oh. Just seven <laughs> days away. And you know what that means, meow, meow? That means... That Kamala Harris is closer to becoming president? It means that this week is our 2020 voting special. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it means. And yes, it means Kamala Harris is seven days closer to becoming president. El Presidente. And yes, we did not say El Vice Presidente. We said El Presidente. Vice Presidente is just a stepping stone to Presidente. That's right. And I am. My life has never been gotten more. And as we know. Where there's a man, there's really a woman <laughs> doing everything. So we got some gaffes. We got some gaffes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really nice ones. So Amy Peters. Yes. I want to thank you, Amy. Amy's been around. She's on the Patreon. She's so tried and true. She's been to see you do stand up. She's been around for so long. Bitch didn't even send a card. We don't have a picture of her on the bulletin board. <laughs> she just like sent some yeah, shit and she, was like, there you yeah, go. Yeah, she just like sent a message on the Patreon. She sent us a tweet being like, did you get the gifts? She gave us two t-shirts that say, I'm speaking. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, that is Kamala Harris telling Mike Douche Pence to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm speaking. Um, I'm speaking. So, Dick. Amy, I don't know if you know this, but yesterday on The View, Kamala Harris, El Presidente, Kiki, <laughs> she went on The View. They mm -hmm. opened The View, right, Mau? Yeah. They got all five hosts, except for Meghan McCain, thank God, because we don't need her ruining our El Presidente time. We don't need her ruining our voting special. We don't need her. My father, at this time, the voters really care about meat and potatoes issues like abortion. I love Amy Coney Barrett. She is going to be amazing. I can't wait till she takes all of my rights away. It's going to be so awesome. And she did, even though we love Meghan McCain, um, she did high key talk shit about Kamala Harris. So we do not oh. need her pissing in our glory mm -hmm, hole that mm -hmm. we are in mm -hmm. called Kamala Harris. So mm -hmm. Amy, 
fucking Joy Behar war and I'm speaking not one of ours because you can get we, she got you and I two different ones yeah yours says I'm speaking I'm speaking I'm speaking like a bunch and mine just says I'm speaking and then it says Kamala Harris like a quote which is oh, genius God. Joy Behar had has was wearing a dark blue sweater that just said I'm speaking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so Whoopi's like talking to Kamala then Joy comes on and she's like Senator Harris and then you see Kamala Harris see the sweater that says I'm speaking and then she starts dying laughing and says Joy but Joy doesn't even (laughs) Joy's probably forgotten she's even wearing it quite frankly you know what I mean and Kamala Harris didn't even she didn't say anything because you know she's she has to be professional in those settings she's Mm -hmm. very good when she's on TV Mm -hmm. she still laughed Mm -hmm. but I just how happy were you Mamma that 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 Peters came through with the t-shirts for us I'm so happy I can't wait to wear it around I can't I'm just I just want to wear it's either my only apparel now is either going to be our shirts which literally that's all I wear (laughs) side note on our shirts not to interrupt Amy's gift because there's still more if you want to buy one of our shirts you can go to julianbrandy.com you can go to dumbgaypolitics.com all the all the shirts are there I have like four of each shirt and I wear them all. And now it's going to be all Kamala Harris apparel, including this. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I also want to tell you that Amy Peters got us a RBG, the Gator prayer candle. We have mm-hmm. a full on shrine mm-hmm. of prayer candles. We've gotten a lot of great ones over the years. We mm-hmm. have Hattie Hathaway, who's mm-hmm. our patron saint baby. Mm-hmm. Who's up in in heaven mm-hmm. with the other patron saints? Hattie Hadaway, Devin Vrana made us a candle of her. Mm-hmm. We have Obama. We yep. have Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. There's even one of some sort of saint stomping on Donald Trump's face. We even have one of us. We, we have a prayer candle to ourselves. <laughs> so it's it's to mm. add the Gator is really really great, mm-hmm. Amy. And I want to say. She ordered it from this woman named Sarah McDougal in Indianapolis. It came packaged so, so beautifully. Part of the proceeds go to the organization that Ruth Bader Ginsburg start nice. for like equality. It's just it was it's really it was a great gift in the way. It awesome. Came was just it's got a sticker yeah. of RBG. Just really pitch perfect. Amy pitch, pitch perfect perfect so thank you thank you so so much women's empowerment bitch <laughs> across the board across the board across the board now meow meow what Michael Sullivan Delaney mm-hmm. okay that's enough for me right there right there sent us this oh Gorgina yes, Gorgina yes. picture postcard with a baby there's nothing we love going up into the drug den than babies we love doing drugs in front of babies we have so many babies that watch us do drugs oh my god it's great it's michael he looks looks like a baby looking hot yeah a baby with a pomp i love a a pomp Uh, hairdo Uh he's working it and rocking it yep he's holding a very cute baby very cute baby and listen to this my dearest Brandy and Julie, longtime listener, OG DGP and Patreon member, and fellow lover of alcohol and drugs here. I've finally taken a picture that I liked enough of myself to send in for the drug den. A while ago, I sent an email into rage about how my best lesbian friend and my gay self were unable to find any organization that would accept a sperm donation for a pair of non-sexually intimate partners. Now, I remember this. He sent us a message through Patreon about how his les- this lesbian couple wanted his sperm, it's mm-hmm. like his friend, so they could make a baby. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't find an organization that would like do it for them. Which is 
fucking bullshit. Biz- bizarre. Oh, I just spit on the mic. Amy Coney so Barrett loves it, though. Well, like a true loads engineer, I got resourceful and blasted one into a cup in my Audi in an alley in Santa Monica. After a really awkward handoff, you can see in the photo that Nova is now in our life. He jizzed in a cup in an Audi in an alley in Santa Monica and then handed the cup through the window. Hot, hot, hot. (laughs) Her moms and I will be sure she joins as one of the 14 as soon as, I don't know, when kids are allowed to hear fuck. Love you for all you've gotten me through. Michael Delaney Sullivan. Now, I just want to tell you, Michael, um, Goldie Olson, (laughs) Paris's daughter, she hears us say fuck, and we will post the video of Goldie (laughs) listening and Mam Mam's yelling, yelling, screaming fuck. And and you know what Goldie's doing? Smiling. So, I mean, Nova is (laughs) so cute. I love that you, that she's, she's straight out of an alley, an Audi, an upscale car in santa monica i mean and and were the windows tinted were you just oh you t- know, how do you, you knock that out a, without you know he's got a dark tint yeah now i do want to say michael while nova is a very cute name um i would have i would have named her delaney or mm. i would have i would probably have named her delaney second i would have named her sullivan and called i her would Sully. have named her dana delaney <laughs> dana delaney how, how sullivan. cute is delaney <laughs> it's how really cute, cute is sullivan and call both her sully both oh my god i mean delaney is so, so michael um the child that you have them have for you yes for you and your your partner or for you as a single dad you need to name your daughter or son delaney or sullivan okay uh, yeah. i demand it michael i demand <laughs> it now lastly Yes. Lastly, mm-hmm. we've got Ben Pitt, uh, also known as Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'm quite sure, uh-huh. and he looks like a little Brad Pitt. He's a he's a, just a cute little like snack. I want to have a little snack of him. He sent us meow meow some coffee syrup. Yes. Because um, I don't know, Doctor Goldman, Phyllis, are you listening? I would say. Phyllis and her cough, her morning coffee syrup <laughs> uh, have reached legendary status yeah. with our 14 listeners mm-hmm. because Phyllis is a living legend. <laughs> I mean, people have have fully taken on Phyllis's breakfast, <laughs> which consists of what? Pita bread toasted with like a, one slice in each little pocket, pocket. of um, generally she likes a low cal Swiss or Delicious. cheddar uh, or American cheese. With, with a glass of coffee, milk, and orange juice. I'll tell you right now, the woman is tight. She's slim. <laughs> she's keeping it together. And the minute we talked about it on the Patreon, people were doing it. In fact, Phyllis, if you're listening, Julie did it the next day. She came out with pita <laughs> I, I love with the cheese in it. Pita with cheese. Yeah. Ooh, it's, I it's, want it right now. She's an influencer, Phyllis. She's yeah. an influencer. Yeah. So Ben Ben Pitt. Ben Brad Pitt, I'm sure he's like, how many times has he heard that? How <laughs> cliche am I? He sent coffee syrup for us, which is so sweet. Yeah. I want to have a piece of him with the coffee syrup. He's just so cute. And he sent you guys a fucking cross stitch <laughs> of our dumb gay politics picture that says nope. It brought a tear. I'm going to here to let you know, Ben. He put a note on the back that said, hope the DIY mount holds up. We are going to frame this. We're going to we're going to frame it. So your mount won't need to hold up because we need a frame around it. We're putting it up. It means the world. It means the world. You can tell it took a long time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Ben Brad Pitt wrote, Brandy and Julie, finally getting my gay ass together to send y'all this box. I work as a social media and digital content manager for a performing arts school. Millennial, go figure. But was furloughed in late May. Needless to say, as a single person who's really in their feelings and living alone in quarantine, I'm basically living in limbo. So as a gay man in my late 20s with more time than I know what to do with, I decided to spend an enormous amount of time doing something with very little payoff. Cross-stitching! We'll get you there. However, I'm so thankful to have you two in the Patreon to keep me company during this whole ordeal. The older podcasts are amazing to revisit. Upstairs at Eric's, hello. And both upstairs at Eric's, <laughs> touching I your asshole. asshole. <laughs> and both the $1 and $2 episodes give me something to look forward to every week. It's impossible to thank you for working as hard as you do on both the regular weed and Patreon, but I hope this package of appreciation is a good start. Lots of love from Boston, Ben P. Ben, it, you know what? If it has a little payoff, it, it paid off for me because I think it's so great. I want you to know I'm a huge fan of cross stitch. I have one in my house that's framed right when you walk in the front door. It's a beautiful cross stitch that says, go fuck yourself. Mm. And during people's couch, they would zoom in on it <laughs> when they needed to do like a white balance. Mm. And I mean, honestly, Ben, if you want to during furlough start making go fuck yourself cross stitches and we can sell them $200 a pop because God knows you can't do them overnight. I mean, they'd be much easier than this. This yeah, thing is that looked like it took a lot of time. This is involved. This is like when Penny. The, oh the, my God. We, we're going to probably put it right right next to Penny. Mm -hmm. The big DGP and hers is made with cloth but you can tell it's like it's artistry. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. So think about it, Ben. We're, if you want to sell some go fuck yourself uh cross we'll sell stitches. it on consignment yeah we'll sell it we'll sell it on the website for you because that's how much this cross stitch means to us <laughs> meow meow how obsessed are you with these fucking wild bars i'm eating one literally right now i'm finishing it up right now in my mouth i mean you love like healthy stuff anyway i do but i don't and here's the deal with these i mean it's honestly it's been life-changing these wild bars they're protein bars but I don't even want to call it that because it just doesn't even strike me like that. Like some dumb, chalky, covered in chocolate. I don't like protein bars. Mm -hmm. I find like those chocolate ones that are like yeah. peanut butter. I'm like, get right. that chalky ass. My mouth is coated. Yep. I feel it's, I just I just don't get down on it yeah. at all. Like at all. And they're super corporate usually. And yeah. just that whole that whole situation. So these wild bars, here's the deal. For whatever reason, I don't know what went wrong in my life, but I know literally more than one man that owns a, a CrossFit gym. How do I know? I know at least three people that own CrossFit gyms. I don't know. I don't know where the wrong turn went, but. Or the right turn. I don't do CrossFit or even go into CrossFit gyms. Those are like for really fit people who like do stuff like that. But my friends own a CrossFit gym. I was there. They had these bars, okay? Right. They weren't for sale. They were just there. And I guess these wild bars are like like big in the jujitsu scene. Oh. I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. Like I'm like, oh, we're dealing with some MMA protein bar here? So I tried it. I got obsessed, which I then brought to you because I knew your goddamn lesbian head would blow off. Yeah. Because it isn't covered in in chocolate no at all it's nothing like a normal protein bar it's what? like a trail mix glued together the texture is as if 
someone made it at home and then gave it to you. And it's, it's so good. And it does not taste corporate. It at doesn't all. feel like small children made them in Vietnam and sent them here on a barge. No, I feel like a buff man made it in his <laughs> oven that he made with his own hands. That's what it feels like in a kiln. You guys, it they're so I really can't I can't say enough good things. Like we we're they've been life changing for us. There's thirteen grams of protein and fifty grams of carbs and five grams of sugar. And the thing is is that it's the mixture. So let me just tell you this. On our diet journey of course, I have to go back into all the old tricks of the dieting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I came across when we weren't on our diet journey, when you you know when you're not dieting, but you love to hear about it for your right. future plans of when you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. There's some bitch, I forget her name, but she has this. You'll know, Mama, because I talked to you about it. She has this thing called in every meal, you want to have like the four things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Protein, fat, fiber, and carbs. Right. That's what she says that you want to have in every meal. And then she specializes in making these protein shakes, but you always want to look for protein, fat, fiber, and carbs. And her theory, I should know her name because that's rude, but I don't care because this is about Wild Bar anyway. But her theory is that when you have those things present, your hunger is satiated. So a lot of people, when they work out or they their first thing of the day is like a protein shake, a lot of people, I do that. Like I don't eat breakfast. We don't usually eat until afternoon. So if you work out, you have something protein or a protein shake. A lot of times the protein shakes can be thin or people do juice fasts, but juices right. and shit like that, that doesn't that doesn't satisfy your hunger. It actually, you know, according to the experts, it spikes the blood sugar and, 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 and then you get hungry later and cravings. And blah, blah, blah. Her theory is when you eat the right amount of protein, fat, fiber and carbs in one sitting, you get full. The crazy thing about these bars, you guys, you I'm telling you, I'm telling you. They are 200 fucking calories. I, that is nothing. It is like that woman said in her theory, it makes you so satisfied and full. It really does. Like, it's like, and the thing with bars is that you're supposed to throw them in your bag. You're supposed to throw them in your gym bag. You're supposed to throw them in your car. Meow Meow loves, you guys know, bitch, <laughs> loves a beverage to go and a snacky to go. Now, I'm a person who... Some some people it's easier to satiate than others. I am a person who can eat a lot of food. Okay, so if you're a person like me who can eat a ton, like I guess a grown man who's a wrestler <laughs> and can tear down a, a huge tree with his bare hands. Yeah, I'm like that. It's the only you don't need it with anything else. You know, sometimes you eat things because I know I feel like this with the regular protein bar. I'm like, um, I'm, I just ate this and I wish I had a bag of chips with it or yeah. I need something else with it. But not this. You can eat this whole thing. Then you're done. And you're like, you it, know what? That was enough. It is. I'm telling you right now, it it's paleo, vegan, no refined sugars, non GMO, gluten free. There's three flavors, pineapple, blueberry and cherry. Mm hmm. It'll have like hemp seed and cherry, hemp seed and blueberry, but mm -hmm. hemp seed and pineapple. They're all amazing. But I'm here to tell you, if you are trying to diet and that means counting calories, getting below 1500, 1200 calories a day, or even if you're doing taking on a lot of people are starting intermittent fasting, which we have been doing since literally 2000, <laughs> It will help you intermittent fast when you're hitting if you're not going to eat until two or one. You know what I mean? Like you finally hit two and you eat this. You got another two hours. You got another two hours in you. It really does. 
the the 80s technology of Ziploc bags filled with nuts. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. This is in your car. Buy an entire box. I'm telling you right now, buy an entire box. Keep it in your car and you will not be pulling over Jack in the Box. You will not be like, you know what? I'm going to get the jalapeno poppers from Jack. I'm not going to get a hamburger. I'm just going to get a cheeseburger. I'm just going to get the jalapeno poppers. No, that no. Eat the wild bar in your car. You're, I'm, it will get your diet so hard. It has honestly... Yep saved 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 the diet saved it it's true so all you need to do is go to wildbar.co co not com co wildbar.co and then at checkout put in promo code dumbgay15 and you're going to get 15 percent off your first order that's 15 percent off your first order go to wildbar.co and then at checkout put in promo code dumbgay15 you will not regret it it's going to change your life i'm sure dude's going to go on shark tank Okay, now it's time for our 2020 voting special. Get into it. Uh, not to make everything a matter of life and death. I wouldn't say anything. I don't like to waste my breath. The pendulum swings slow whether you're right or left, but you got a right to vote. Black Thought, go in express. Right or left, we up the creek without a paddle. Look at the boat we in. Hey. The devil screaming, vote me in. It's dystopian. Just quote me in the New York Times in a post again. Uh. You'll find me at the post the moment that it's opening. I really didn't prepare remarks, but here's some choice words. You got the power to change the world. Make your voice heard. Hey. Whatever will be, will be as long as it was meant to be. So we gonna see. The V, tell them about uh. the history. The right to vote ain't always been given to every citizen. Not until 1920 did it include any women, and not until 1965 if you exhibit melanin. And even now, they try to stop us when they're telling us lies about deadlines and who can and who can't. And all this voter registration, miseducation, I'll be damned if after all that blood and fighting for the right to be counted, I don't get out my bed and fill out that ballot. Go vote tomorrow. Okay, so voting day is not officially until Tuesday, November 3rd. But with the pandemic and the rampant Republican voter suppression and fraud, we have pivoted and we are no longer thinking of November 3rd as 2020 voting day. We are now rebranding it as the last day to vote in the 2020 election. Right. So we are still encouraging those people who are able to wait to vote until the actual voting day, which is November 3rd again. Why? Because we need the key battleground swing states to have their votes counted on election night so we don't get stuck with Trump and the Republicans for four more years. And the thing is, some of the important swing states like Pennsylvania are having a lot of drama with their mail-in ballots and their drop boxes. And we need the Biden-Harris numbers to show up for Pennsylvania next Tuesday. Exactly, we do. But here's the caveat. We've learned in the last couple weeks that certain states like ours, California, and also Georgia and Texas, We'll begin counting early votes early and we'll have all the early ballots that they have in hand counted by the end of election night. So that means that Brandy and I can go vote early on the voting machines here in California and we will know that our vote is in the total tally that we hear Steve Kornacki bug on about on election night on MSNBC. So if you haven't voted yet and you were waiting until November 3rd, you can Google who your secretary of state is for where you live and find out if your state is counting mail-in ballots and early voting early. Like, for example, I Googled when are California early votes counted? 
Google sent me to the California Secretary of State's website where I found out that California counts early votes as soon as they receive them. Whether it's from in-person voting locations on voting machines or early ballots they receive from drop boxes or ballots they receive in the mail, California's Secretary of State website says if they have the vote there, they're going to count it. Ugh. But the thing is, when we Googled the same thing, let's say for Wisconsin, we could not find any definitive information on when or how they count their early votes. Now, we didn't try that hard, but also it shouldn't be that hard. And Wisconsin is a new swing state that both sides are fighting for. So we can't have Democrat votes getting lost. Yeah, we can't. So if you can't find it, you're up a shit creek. Better go there on November 3rd unless you're going to just, you know, unless you had to mail in your ballot or whatever. So just do your due diligence no matter where you live, unless it's California, Texas, or Georgia, which we already found out for you, the early ballots cast will be counted on election night. And with that, it's time for me and Meow Meow to go and fucking vote. Hey, Yara. Oh, hey, Jimmy. Where are you going? I'm on my way to Voting Avenue. Voting Avenue? What's that? It's a place you get to go when you turn 18. It means you get to vote. How do you get there? I'll show you the way. Who are you? Well, I'm a ballot, of course. Follow me. So you say that you're 18. Well, I'll tell you what that means. It's an opportunity for something new. Okay, so now we're in the car, and we are literally driving to vote. That's what we're doing. Where, where are we voting, Mama? We, uh, since we are in uh, California, we are going to the Hollywood Bowl to vote. Um, that's our place that we can go. There's only a few spots that are open this early. Right. Most of the early vo- voting around here doesn't start until October 30th, which really isn't that early. It's basically just the weekend before. Right. So we our choices were the Staples Center and the Hollywood Bowl. We originally wanted to go to the Staples Center, but I feel like the Hollywood Bowl is sort of just as historic. I think so. I mean, you know, we don't know what to expect when we get there. There could be long lines. We don't know if we're going to be, like, standing there. We don't know if the people are going to break out into dancing. We don't know. There could be no one there. We don't know. We don't know what to expect. I mean, if you look online and if you look on anywhere on TV or whatever, you'd think anywhere you go to vote is like some kind of weird stampede. But Well, that was one of the reasons we made the choice to go early is because we saw these huge lines in Georgia. Yeah. And a lot of places, huge, huge lines. And so we thought it... If we can go early, we should leave voting day for people who might have to leave work or only have right. an hour or right. something. Like, right. that's what really made me think. Because we were down to stand in a long line. I don't know mm. the Hollywood Bowl during the week is going to is gonna be the clout chase social media <laughs> moment that we, we, we hope oh, it to be. Right. But either way, we're doing it. It's going to be part of our legend. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Okay, so voting checklist. Do you have your glasses? I do. Okay. (laughs) Do you have your ID? Yes. Okay. Let me make sure it's in your wallet. I do. I see it. Okay. I have your voting book. Great, which we worked very hard on. We spent a whole evening. We went to... Now, you can go to the Democratic Party in your state. Um, 
you know, if you want to look at, you know, like whatever state you live in, you have the Democratic Party in your state. You can pick an organization that you trust and they usually have. Right. They'll give you their suggestions yeah. for what they want you to do. With their, their voting guide. Right. We went very progressive this year. Oh, my God. We were like all the way to the left. And we're like 88.1 all the way to the left. Like for sure. We didn't care. We got excited. We're just, the most progressive senator in the house. We're just liberal, liberal, liberalinas, liberalinas. Liberalinas. And we are, I cannot believe me. I can't believe you either. I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Fucking fuck it. It's called pendulum swings. So mm-hmm. we, we referred to a bunch of websites, but we spent one evening. It was pretty fun. Uh-huh. And we went through all of our California props and all of the candidates. You can also watch videos. We went on YouTube. We watched a million videos of what does Prop 22 mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? And you can do it for your state, for your county, whatever. Just type it in. YouTube, what is it's prop whatever for where I live? And there'll be a video about it. It's the first time we've ever done that, and I found it to be really helpful yep and even if you just want to look at candidates like dorky fucking school board candidates like you know yes, you look weird right. you're gonna be weird you yep. look shady you're gonna be shady that's and it you get a feeling for someone you right. get a feeling well and it's revealed to you too when you're like wait city council district number so who are these people and you know what an, an entire world an entire matrix is revealed to you when you see like oh my god the the there's a whole thing going on with people yeah. trying to get elected the into places. The shady politics that, of the school board, yeah, honey. Yeah. The shady attack ads for school board oh my district God. nine and district attorney and the judges yeah. and it's just yeah a whole thing. All right, now we're here. We're pulling in. I don't even see where the voting is. <laughs> I don't either. But I don't see a big crowd. That's I do good. not see a big crowd. There's plenty of parking. My God. I cannot believe this. I was expecting huge lines, whatever, but there's not so good. So we're going to park. All right, meow meow. Let's put our masks on and <laughs> go and do these Corona votes. Oh, yeah. Wait, listen. Hear that? Sanitize up. Pandemic voting, baby. I want to see the receipts. We did it. Wow. I mean, that was easy. Every every state should be like that. It was plenty of parking. Plenty of parking. There wasn't a line. We walked right in. It was all digital. It was like a big like touch screen and the ballot came out and it went back in. You could check your work and I mean, very cool digital voting machines. Yes. Very, very cool. Tons of volunteers. Tons of all. I mean, people they, showed up to like help with with the Corona voting. You know, they helped. They did. And like, sorry, Republicans, that you couldn't. You tried to set some ballots on fire, but you can set as many ballot boxes as you want on fire. You are going down. Now, even though there wasn't a line. There were people voting, and I got the feeling that, and I mean, honestly, we're out here, it's during the week, it's the week of Halloween, and it's, you know, technically, like I said before, in L.A. County, the real, 
you know, citywide early voting doesn't start until the 30th. So you have to be super motivated to come this early. Right. So, but even with that, there was a, there, I got the feeling there was a steady stream of people all day to Yes, there, right? it definitely felt like there was a steady stream that they were, the people working there were like, had their shtick down and like have been doing it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, like. It felt very cool to be on sort of the anniversary of our podcast, casting our historical 2020 vote for Ugh, Joe Biden and Kamala God. Harris at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I recommend everyone to lean in. Lean and if in. there's if there's a glamorous, you know, coliseum to do it at, yeah. you know, choose that over yeah. some local middle school yeah. or, you know, weird church or whatever. Right. It was, it felt very glamorous and cool. Yeah. And, um... I don't know. High fives all around, right? <laughs> yeah. It feels so satisfying Yeah, to cast that vote, too, just to be like, I'm voting for fucking Biden and Harris. <laughs> Fuck you, Trump and Pence and... Yeah, great. Now it's time, Mel, for us to go inside yeah. and talk about who we think is gonna win. We just got back from voting and full disclosure, even though we are dieting, we did stop and get Taco Bell on our way home, um, courtesy of a gift card from one of our favorite 14 listeners, Sarah Wybright. We kept it somewhat tight by only getting one thing each, which normally, you know, one likes to get many 17 things each this Taco Bell. Extra little but, crunchy tacos mm-hmm. and such. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, or, you know, more than one burrito. <laughs> okay. Or the cheesy roll. Uh, or the... Mm-hmm. Um, no, the nachos. I got a Crunchwrap Supreme and Brandy got a bean burrito with red sauce and the shit hit the motherfucking spot. But now we need to talk about who we think is going to win this damn election before my IBS kicks in. Cause girl. <laughs> Stupid. And you know, it will. Because your colon has seen nothing but keto diet for two weeks, and now oh. it's got nacho cheese and yep. Taco Bell mystery meat, pressure cooking on high, <laughs> and the minute you've moved that janky lever over to vent, your asshole is going to blow like the ninja air fryer. I wish that my asshole blew like a ninja, you know what I mean? And was like quiet, and you didn't know it was coming, oh, and no. didn't smell. When that thing, when you move that vent, it goes... it's pretty loud memo it's not quiet no that's what i'm saying your asshole is i'm talking about an actual ninja oh like a ninja i'm talking about the ninja air fryer i know i know pressure cooker yeah well the vent goes the crazy but if it was an actual ninja it would just go and you would never hear a thing and what i'm the the volcano that i'm sitting on right now it's okay okay she blows there she blows (laughs) i don't think that we will even make it through this segment but we'll see we'll try well, whatever. It was worth it. We voted. We felt great. So, of course, we had to go and do something gross and unhealthy to celebrate the moment. And you know what? Good for us. If Corona's taught me anything, it's do what you can to survive and then keep it fucking moving. 
Ain't nobody got time to be feeling bad about having fun. That's right. And no matter who wins next week, we should all just be thankful that we are alive and well enough to even vote. But if Kamala Harris and Joe Biden don't fucking win, Julie and I are going to Google how to become black magic witches and start putting hexes on bitches, okay? And I know we have the power. And I'm not leaving this country. I'm staying in this country. I'm not, oh, I'm going to move to another. No! I'm going to stay here and become a witch. And I'm going to fuck shit up. That's right. Fucking moving somewhere else. I'm staying here and ruin someone's life. Now, supposedly, according to that professor, um, Alan Lichtman, who has accurately predicted every single presidential election since 1981, we aren't even going to need to become evil devil worshippers because he says Trump is going to lose. And Alan Lichtman hasn't been wrong in 40 years. <laughs> okay. So even <laughs> though this guy is a kooky thirst bucket who's probably full of shit, he is on the record from at least the 90s. I don't know if I believe all the way back to 81, but he's from at least the 90s. He's on the record in the news correctly guessing um, every single presidential winner, Crazy. including Trump in 2016, which obviously no one saw coming. Now, again, they were probably all lucky guesses, but he went ahead and wrote a book about his so far fail proof method, which, again, is probably fake. But we don't want it to be fake. We want it to be real, because if it's real, then that means Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to win and we need them to fucking win. And we will not take no for an answer. <laughs> so we are going to do Alan Lickman's stupid ass method right now so we can all sleep for the next seven days without pharmaceuticals. So how do we do it, Mama? OK, so this Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it. Don't write a letter. <laughs> okay. He calls his crack ass method the 13 keys. And by the way, next horror movie we write, it's called the 13 keys. <laughs> and the fucking villain gross creep in it is yeah. Trump. Oh, no, it's Mitch McConnell. <clears throat> and it's basically this. It's 13 true or false questions that tell you who's going to win the presidential election. If the answer is true, it's a point for the incumbent party, in this case, Trump. If the answer is false, it's a point for the competing party, in this case, Biden. So we're going to read each true or false statement out loud, and you and I will do our answer, and then we will see what Alan Lichtman said. Okay, so the main problem with the 13 keys, and there are many problems, okay, but this is the main one. The thing is, is that at least half of the 13 statements are subjective, meaning one person's false could be another person's true. So it's basically all in how you interpret the question and interpret the world around you. So mm -hmm. in order to avoid getting the wrong answer, what you and I are going to do, Meow Meow, is we are going to try and read each statement very literally yes. and then answer it very literally. And we're also going to try and answer how we think that the majority of the country would answer, right. not just base it on like our own singular, like uh, elite pinnacle opinion. And that, uh, right, <laughs> our opinion being correct. And also <laughs> right. being the, you know, being that one man's garbage is another man's <laughs> treasure, where we know, we know what the treasure is. Right. And it's, you know what it is not? Garbage. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to, what we're going to do is try and think of the majority. Okay. All right. So let's get it going. Key number one, after the midterm elections, the incumbent party holds more seats in the U.S. House of Representatives than it did after the previous midterm elections. Well, that's just false. Right. Because in so in in 2016, yes, Republicans got the majority of votes in the House of Representatives, which is one branch of Congress. So the House has like 400 members. They were the majority. 
And right. th- when Trump won and it was a nightmare. Right. And then in 2018, all of the women got together <laughs> and they they literally won back the house. So the answer right. is false. The point goes to point to Biden. Now, that's not a subjective that's fact. That's just full fact. So Alan said false too. Right, because you can't even deny it. So there's Biden once. Key number two. There is no serious candidate running against the incumbent party nomination. There is no serious candidate running against... Right. So, so no one within the Republican Party is challenging Trump. Okay. That's true. So that point goes to Trump. That point goes to Trump. And Al, that's again, not subjective. Alan has the same answer. Right. True Trump. Okay. Key number three, the incumbent party candidate is the sitting president. Well, I mean, that's, right. that, that's, that's, that's true. true. That's just so true, true Trump. Alan said the same. Yep. Key number four, there is no significant third party candidate or independent campaign. This time, that's also true. So that means Republican, Democrat, and then what? Like Green Party? Fucking Jill Stein, fucking Ralph Nader, motherfucking, okay. you know. Ross Perot. B- Bill Weld, goddamn okay. libertarians. take a fucking seat okay just get the seat and go into another room so okay key um, number five sometimes that third party candidate we're finding in in some of the smaller races does help to divert from at least the republicans uh, kanye west would be considered right a diversion okay so that what is that mammoth there's no signal true that's true that's that's trump point for trump another point for trump another not subjective question not subjective Key number five, the economy is not in a recession during the election campaign. <laughs> Turns out, sweetie, we broke. <laughs> it's not cute. We are in the red. So that's false. That is false. Now, Trump and the Republicans would say that is not not, his fault. not, not true. They would say that the economy They would say is, we're not in a recession. I, I don't think, think so. I think that they would argue and spin that the economy is fine. I really, truly do. You have show me one Republican who'll get on TV and go, "We're in a recession." They're not going to do. Well, it. they're wrong, so we know it's false. That goes to Biden, right, okay. now That goes to Biden. Alan said false too, so right. we really know we're on the right track. I God, think they would teach us class. I think they would agree that that we are in a depression, and but they would just say that it's not Trump's fault. But it doesn't matter because that ain't in the question, and we are being literal. Right there. Okay, key number six. There was real per capita growth in the economy during this last term. That equals or exceeds the mean growth in the economy during the previous two terms. Now, we don't know what the fuck that means. If we wanted to take two hours and figure it out, we would. However, we know anything to do with the economy is trash. So we're going to answer false. And that's Biden. Right. That would be Biden. And also, Alan said false, too. And he said also Biden. So So we're correct about that. Key number seven, the incumbent administration affected major changes in national policy. So basically, it's saying Trump made major change in in national policy. That's true. The tax one being the most major. Yeah, that's the one people know the most. Okay, so true, Trump. Okay, key number eight. There is no sustained social unrest during the term. I mean, it's just, I mean, you can't even, no, there's not even any kind of, it might as well say there was no pandemic during the term. I, uh, right. Social I mean, unrest literally is, is the new, tw- it's it's new, new 2020. Exactly. It defines 2020. There, it, it, that this is point to Biden. Okay. So false Biden. Allen says false Biden too. Right. Great. Key number nine. The current administration is untainted by major scandal. 
Okay. Some of them are just obvious. That's so <laughs> funny. So, yeah, that's obviously for Biden because, I mean, the entire administration is nothing but scandal. And sure, it should be called the current scandal is untainted by an administration. Good one. So false Biden. Um, Alan says false Biden, too. We are on number 10. Number 10. The current administration suffered no major failure in foreign or military affairs. Now, here's where it gets subjective. I, I think that we would say that that he has made major failures. However, I just feel like Alan is just talking about war, going to war, faking weapons of mass destruction type failures. Right. Things such as. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's like, fair. It's funny with his stupid fucking list here. I wonder how it panned out for Bush getting reelected you know what i mean it's like he had a major failure and that was 9 11 and that was that was the cia and oversight there you know what I, I mean? Guess they had then, a ton of national security right. information that they ignored i guess alan would then be like well that's fine because he can have one but if he exceeds six of these also that i was think alan might have predicted al gore and al gore won the popular vote that might be the one he that predicted alan, al gore yeah. would win the popular vote that's what he says when they're like you were wrong about al gore he didn't win he's like i predicted he'd win the popular vote so Old he did alan. so he did actually so yeah you're right so bush did fail that one all right uh, key number 11 the current administration achieved a major success in foreign or military affairs no. No. Nothing was achieved. No. Uh, key number 12. The incumbent party candidate is charismatic or a national hero? It's very subjective. Now, we know he's not. I mean, I, I would argue that a lot of people do think he's a hero. And you cannot argue. You cannot argue he is not a charismatic. Right. I don't know who would call him a national hero. But if you're going to put charismatic and then say or a national hero, hero, you're just tripping if you say he's not charismatic. You're just tripping. So... We wrote true right. Trump right. because of because of his charisma. We don't right. think the guy's a hero. We don't no. even like the guy. No. We wrote true Trump. Allen came in player hating and gave the point to Biden. Meow Meow and I say true and gave the point to Trump. Right. Now, the last one is. The last one is key number 13. The challenging party candidate is not charismatic or a national hero. Now, this is going to be controversial. Well, we said false because we believe that Biden, while not completely charismatic, is a national hero right. and is also attached to Obama, right. who is a national hero. Right. And he was attached to administration that was historical. And he we do believe that Biden is beloved. So we wrote false and gave the point to Biden. Right. Alan coming in part two, being a player <laughs> hater, wrote true and gave the point to Trump. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Alan, you bitch. <laughs> so when we when we add the totals up, Mamau, yeah, how many did we give to Trump and how many did we give to Biden? Well, the interesting thing is that we both we gave Trump six, Biden seven, and Alan gave Trump six, Biden seven, which ba which equals no matter how you slice it between him and or us, Biden wins. But he just wins by one. Yeah. So that means it's, it's so close. Why? Now it's time to give you an election night cheat sheet. Eyes forward, classroom, no cheating. Let me see your test. What's the answers to this test? I gotta pass. Let me see your test. I don't wanna fail this class. I got elves, 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 elves. Now, 
If Biden turns Texas blue for the first time in over 40 years and shuts the game down by midnight, it's still not over. Although that will feel like a literal goddamn miracle. Fuck no, it's not over. Even if it's clear that Biden is going to win early in the night, we still got to keep watching the live feeds because winning the Senate is just as important, if not more important than winning president if we want any real significant change to happen in this country. I mean, listen, pop a bottle and celebrate the historicness of it all, but don't stop watching the shit until the important Senate races have been called on Tuesday night. Yeah, oh my God. And if you're not sure which of the Senate races to watch for, we're going to give you a quick and dirty cheat sheet. So grab a pen and paper or open the notes app on your iPhone and write these states down. Now, before we start the cheat sheet, one important thing to remember is that in Congress, House representatives are different than senators. And though the fucking analysts are going to be throwing a lot of House district races in your face, try and tune those out. There are over 400 people in the fucking House of Representatives, and it gets too confusing. Democrats. Democrats? And senators. Well, what can I say? Democrats and senators. (laughs) Democrats already hold a strong majority in the House anyway, and we're choosing to believe that it will stay that way. So after our Kamala Harris, Jill Biden, Joe Mm -hmm. Biden dreams come true, what we are watching for on Tuesday are the Senate races. There are two senators from every (laughs) state, and Republicans have the majority of senators now. Okay, And with that majority, they basically hold all of the power to get anything done. The Senate Majority Leader, who right now is an evil demon named Mitch McTurtle, literally decides which bills that the Senate will even vote on. It doesn't even matter if the fucking president wants to pass a bill. If the Senate Majority Leader refuses to take it to the Senate for a vote, then the president can't even do shit about it. (laughs) For the last eight years, Mitch McTurtle has killed every single important piece of legislation from voting rights to campaign finance reform. He has over 200 bills rotting on his moldy turtle desk. (laughs) But the most egregious and most infamous of all was when he refused to hold a vote on Obama's Supreme Court nominee when Antonin Scalia died (laughs) and there was nothing, nothing. What is that in Spanish, my mouth? Nada. Anyone could do about it. And since he's an unscrupulous sociopath who will stop at nothing to sell power for money, he turned around and added not one, not two, but three fucking conservative religious judges to the Supreme Court in less than four years. That is how much power the Senate has. And that is why we need Democrats to win back control of the Senate on Tuesday. The good news is, Depending on certain circumstances here and there, Democrats actually might only need to win a handful of Senate seats in order to take control. But either way, there are at least 10 races, meow meow, where Democrats are in real contention to win. Mm. And there's like five more that are probably crazy long shots. But there could be one or two upsets. Which will be super exciting to watch, nonetheless. Yes, and, we, and we need some excitement when we're staring at Steve Kornacki being a fucking oh, tool with gosh. like a knee brace on. <laughs> exactly. So here's your quick and dirty Senate cheat sheet for election night. If one of our 14 listeners is familiar with Excel and wants to make a fun checklist and post it on our Patreon community page, feel free. 
but we aren't going to be the ones but- to do it. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like we can tell we're going to tell you it verbally, but we're certainly not going to write it down. So if you want the cheat sheet now, you're going to have to write it for your own self or come listen to this part of the podcast again next Tuesday. OK, so the states you want to pay special attention to on election night are the ones where a Democrat has an actual shot at stealing a Senate seat from a Republican. Like, you don't just sit around and be like, think you don't need this cheat sheet and be like, look, a Democrat won California. No shit. <laughs> this is what we're looking for is where a Republican currently has the seat and a Democrat's going to take it. Right. So here's the state's. The main ones right here where we got shots. Okay. North Carolina, Mm. Iowa, Mm. Maine, Mm. Arizona. My father, (laughs) my father. I'm a mother now. Colorado, Montana. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys got it. North Carolina, Iowa, Maine, Arizona. My father, Colorado and Montana. Okay. Those are the ones. We're just going to assume we got them in the bag celebrating already. Now, here's these ones to add. Keep them on your list. But these are just put a line. These are a little more competitive, but they're still neck and neck. And they, they it could it could happen. It could happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like it was in 2016 where it's just like, shut the fuck up. Get out of here. You're not winning that. Right. South Carolina. Girl. Girl, you better watch <laughs> your back, girl. South Carolina, Alaska and Georgia. Mm. Now, Georgia is as exciting as Texas because it's just so. Yeah. The, so the neck and neck ones that are that are real could be a real possibility. South Carolina, Alaska, Georgia. Now, put another line. These ones are long shots, but would just be it, miraculous. And it and you better pop two bottles. In fact, don't even pop the bottle you have on hand. Get on <laughs> in the car and go find yourself. And drive some, off a cliff. <laughs> go find yourself. <laughs> fun. Go find yourself some Dom because oh, this yeah. shit needs a real, real, real celebration for yeah. these three. If any one of these happen, Texas, oh my God. Kentucky, and Kansas, honey, don't let that heartland turn blue. Not mm-hmm. even just with the senator because mm-hmm. it will be pinnacles. Yeah. So that's it for the 2020 voting episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all 14 of you so much. It's such a crazy and stressful time for everyone right now. But for us, no matter what happens on Tuesday, we will pass a very profound milestone personally and professionally with this podcast. And I'm not going to lie, the transition feels a little overwhelming. But even though change is scary, it's also very exciting. So we're just trying to lean in and embrace it. It's a new chapter. That's right. Anything could happen. Anything at all. So next week's episode Wednesday, and it will be an election night special with clips of us reacting to the results as they come in live and then calling our friends and family who've been on the show over the last four years to get their reactions too. It's not going to be your normal episode of Dumb Gay Politics, but hopefully once it's over, we are going to all have a new normal. But you know what never changes? 
and is the same normal that it's always been, a.k.a. not normal at all, mm. our Patreon podcast. <laughs> Please consider subscribing to our Patreon podcast if you haven't already. It's $1 for one hour long podcast and $2 for two hour long podcasts per week. That's three hours of podcasts, including this one. And again, our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. No politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. And this is the perfect time to try it out. Every fucking show is affected by the coronavirus and the election, except our Patreon. Like Brandy said, it's literally been the same exact random bullshit that it was from the very first episode. We don't social distance from each other. We don't wear masks. We don't have guests on Zoom. If you're bored and you want to see what it's like, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down to the September 11th episode from last year. 2019. It's free and unlocked. All you have to do is press play and listen to our dumb gayness. And even though that free show is over a year old, you can't even tell because our Patreon never evolves. <laughs> it's like our drug den is a time capsule. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Vody? Yeah, it's been Vody. <laughs> it's been Vody. The times, they are a change, y'all. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime, because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you play you a sign you look like you're both pretty groovy or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal we could take in an old steve reeves movie i'm glad we caught you at home could we use your phone we're both in a bit of a hurry right we'll just say where we are then go back to the car we don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Sweet transvestite From transsexual 
Symptom. 